0: X&O. Chris Murray led the way with 30 points, 10 rebounds as Iowa got back in the win column with last night's victory over Indiana. The Hawkeyes visit Rutgers on Sunday. The NFL confirmed that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed. League owners are voting today on a proposal for a potential neutral site AFC title game. More good news regarding the Bills' Damar Hamlin. He's now breathing on his own and talking to doctors and family members. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world famous baby back ribs. This is Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.
1: Five minutes afternoon. Welcome back Miller and Condon. Hour number two. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. 20 minutes from now Tom Kaker. On 3 Media, Hawkeye Report will join us, get the latest on Tom, go back to last night, Carver-Hawkeye Arena, where the Hawks pulled one out after being down 21. But off to Vegas we go. Uh, Mike Palm, he's the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. He joins us. Hello, Mike Palm. Happy New Year from uh, your friends here at KXNO. How are you?
2: Happy New Year, Ken. Happy New Year, Trent. Happy New Year to all the listeners. Uh, We're great. We're great great news on Demar Hamlin. Yeah, huge. I think the owners are going to come up with a creative solution to the playoffs and you know life moves on.
1: Does the whatever solution they come up with and we'll we'll get to the fact that you have to refund the the totals on the Bills and the Bengals and some of the other I guess ramifications of the cancellation, but I'm a, I'm assuming in the house rules it doesn't matter where the AFC Championship is played or does it?
2: Uh no. Gotcha. Uh, it doesn't uh, on obviously, once they decide, it'll be a listed site, right? And then if something should happen, it's got to be played within a hundred miles. But no, it doesn't doesn't matter. You know, we book. Do you win the AFC? Do you win the Super Bowl? Do you win your division? Do you make the playoffs? Do you have over so many wins? That, that that's it. The
3: uh, component that I wonder about is if we get to that point, it's a neutral site. I mean, are all neutral sites created equal, or as, think of Buffalo, and if it is Detroit, you know, it's drivable, probably you anticipate there'll be more fans there as opposed to Kansas City fans. Are neutral sites just that, or are you guys going to have to tinker depending on exactly where it would be?
2: Depends on where it is. Depends on if it's indoors or outdoors, too. Sure. Um, I know Derek said he thought that Las Vegas and New Orleans would be the, the front runners. Wow um for an afc championship game I, I said what about miami they're all three outdoor teams why would you move it to a dome um and he's well the dolphins could be in the playoffs the dolphins and if, if they say you know the dolphins are still alive and they got to make a decision today maybe miami's out but maybe he's right i would if, if i had my way i would put it in miami I don't even think Miami's going to make the playoffs.
3: Indianapolis makes the most sense if it's Buffalo and Kansas City because it's right in the middle. It's like
1: seven and a half Is hours it? from each city. I'd rather see it outdoors. Yeah. See, so I, I was trying to make a yep. case for Denver. It's oh, a, it's okay. a hub. It's a United a mm-hmm. hub Southwest hub. Too
2: too much favoritism to Kansas. No, oh, yeah, Denver.
1: Good call. Yeah, that uh, division, yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, so let's talk about the win totals. I saw a couple of tweets of people saying, I'm never going to bitch about a bad beat to Jeff Benson again because <laughs> this guy had a under ticket on Cincinnati, and he's getting his money back. Uh, you can't please everybody, but it's the house rules. It's yeah. just an unfortunate situation, right?
2: Well, there's just as many complaining because they had the overs. Sure. No. Um uh, But, you know, and now some, you know, win bets and they're coming out and they're going to pay the overs and refund the unders. And, you know, we had a group chat last night where we debated this. And I said, look, are we going to start paying over unders on baseball games that only go six innings? Mm. I mean, where does it end? Yeah, I think it's a very slippery slope. People make their wager knowing what the stipulations are on the bet. Must play 17 games. So I I think it's it's. It's not sui-generous, and you have to stick to it. If you want to change it later, next year, change it and write it in. If it went over already, we'll pay it or not. But otherwise, you need to stick to the posted rule.
3: Well, and I've seen Jeff Benson, I've seen a bunch of your guys, Metcalf and others, talk about this. You guys are kind of at the forefront. You make a bet, that's what it is, and you guys cater to a lot of different kind of bettors there. But ultimately, you know, these refunds, is it—is it ultimately a bad business practice? I mean, because... Like you said, when does it stop? Mm-hmm. I mean, the next time that one of the other properties decide to do something like that and then they don't refund it, well, then you're going to have upset customers then too, right?
2: We're creating this society where, you know, I bet somebody over 11 and a half points and if they get injured in the first quarter, I yes. want a refund. Just, there's you know, tons of that. Trent, we have, we have two-way markets. Yeah, this so the true. Guys that bet the yeah. no, the guys that bet the no win. I mean, that you're... That's the, there's the inherent risk in that when you bet an over that the player doesn't complete the whole game. I mean, so it's, uh, it's just, um, I have strong feelings on it and, and, and I, and I was firmly opposed to, to paying, paying out the, the overs in this case.
1: Uh, We have a, a Week 18, which means Survivor is going to get paid out. Uh, There are three people, three contestants that have made it all the way to the end. Do you know who they've got left, Mike, off the top of your head? And who do you think perhaps, um, you know, if, if it was you, what team you would be zeroing in on to, you know, to take your chance and maybe scoop the entire pot of $6.13 million? Well, all three
2: of them have Jacksonville. So, uh. I mean. If they want to get together, you, you put Jacksonville in, and it doesn't matter if Jacksonville wins or loses. All right. You're all getting $2 million. Now, the enemy within had the Chargers. The Chargers might have been viable last week. I, I, I'm talking about what's their next choice after Jacksonville. The Chargers, now it looks like Staley doesn't care about the 5 versus the 60. And he's not going to play people. So they went from a 3.5-point favorite to a 3-point dog. So I don't think he's usable. I think the enemy within is locked in on Jacksonville. Um, the other two have interesting choices. One has Seattle as well as Jacksonville, and one has Minnesota. So, do you, I mean, Seattle at home, and at the time they're playing, playing to force the Packers to win to get in the playoffs. Minnesota now, you know, the Bears are not going to play field, uh-huh. and Minnesota's going to start their starters. They want the two seed as, a, as opposed to San Francisco or whatever, you know, try to get the two seed. Um, so they're both now. You know, Seattle's sixth, Minnesota's over a seven-point favorite. Those are viable options other than Jacksonville.
3: How about Circa Millions also coming down to the wire? Obviously, that is the contest where you pick five uh, teams in the NFL each and every week. This one against the spread. What do you see in there as they wrap things up there? I am way out of it. I'm in like... 1800 play something like that just barely over 500 <laughs> yeah, but, but it
1: took 1700 and something to beat you it, it
3: did that's right it took just that many to, to get past me but overall what do you see in there is that contest contest finishes up this week
2: really tight race the guy e 34 who's a plumber from illinois and i can say that because he came out he finished second place the sole second place in the second quarter uh, and one sixty thousand. He's a point ahead right now. Jeez. But okay, baby. But first through ten, <laughs> first through tenth is only separated by uh, three and a half points. So I mean, it's a really tight race. The quarters, the booby prize for the quarter, the yearly booby prize. It's all coming down to this. So I mean, it's it's going to be an amazing final week. By the way, we did not put the Patriots Bills game on the card. Mm. The millions because yesterday at ten a.m. Pacific when we had to put it on. There was a possibility it wouldn't be played, and it wouldn't be fair to put a game on that isn't going to be played because people could pick that game just to lock up a half point.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, So I asked you this on our Iowa Everywhere podcast we do on Tuesdays. How do you, how do you bet meaningless games? Cause I know there were people that do. Do you see some of the sharp bettors that gravitate to this game? Who is betting on games that you know teams are just playing out the string? We don't know what the roster is going to be comprised of. We don't know if how many starters, etc. Who bets on these type of games, Mike?
2: It's a definitely a higher percentage of pro or or uh, what would we say educated betters, um, because the public tends to only want to bet games where both teams are motivated as they are the whole year to try to make the playoffs or try to improve their position so the public tends to not get involved when they don't know the motivation of a team now you could argue that the bears uh and that's the other side of that minnesota play and survivor both the bears and the texans would be crazy to win right <laughs> because you know the texans if they lose are going to get the number one pick and the bears if they lose and the Texans should Lovey Smith should somehow win this game against the Colts, the Bears will get the number one pick. So you could argue there's motivation on the opposite way there. But but with games where there's there's isn't a it's really tough to get involved.
3: So we look at these matchups and some of the games. How about the live betting opportunity? It feels like boy. If there was ever a week, if you've never dabbled into live betting, this would be the one to jump in. Motivational angles, playoff angles, the like. Just watching this game and who's out there playing, this has got to be also a big opportunity. And and for you guys, again, as bookmakers, how much compared to just a normal week of the NFL, how much better, how much you know difference do you have to maybe move just past what the analytics say for what the point spread should be live compared to a normal NFL week?
2: Yeah, well, it's... <clears throat> You're right about live, but especially first and second-half betting. Oh, yeah. Right? Games like the the they're going to play, Tampa's going to play Brady. Maybe that's a first-half bet mm. uh, on Tampa. Um, I, I think the Eagles is the most glaring one where you would look at, they're you know, it looks like Hertz is going to start. I, I don't want to lay 14 in that game because if they're, if they're up 17, right. I think they're pulling everybody. They just need the win. So I, I think the Eagles is the first-half bet, maybe the Giants' second-half bet. And I'd look at second-half unders because I think there's going to be a lot of running the ball, getting the clock to keep mm-hmm. moving, getting to the house to protect the players as they head into the playoffs so they don't have any injuries.
1: What did that Eagles game open up at, Mike? It's over. It's 14 now. What, what did it open? Do you remember?
2: Yeah, I think it opened 11. Jeez. Um maybe 10 and a half, and then the Hertz news pumped it right to 14 immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not surprised. All right, let's go to, uh, are you done with the pros? Can we go to, well, you know, one more on the pros. I got to think that with both both of these games being meaningful tomorrow, uh, you throw in the uh, the FCS game, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. Um, you've told us in the, in the past that that game does relatively well, the championship game. Might be a busy day in the book tomorrow and on the apps. Oh.
2: Well, it's going to be a great day, especially if these Survivor guys all take Jacksonville. Yeah. They'll all be there hanging out. I, two of them have wired money in for hedging, but if they come to some sort of an agreement to all take... We'll, we'll know, I guess, right before kick, because we announced it just after 5 Pacific and it's kicking 515 if they did that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Raiders-Chiefs is a hated rivalry. Yep. Um, that always draws a big crowd. And then you got a game for the AFC South that's really, you know... Uh, it's, an, it's a it's a must-win game. You're in or you're not. You win it or you're the 4 or you're out of the playoffs. Um, so And and then the FCS game, which it's interesting. We've seen nothing but South Dakota State money. And North Dakota, you know, when, what whatever they have, 13 or 50, whatever that is. This team's a little different. I'll watch it in the playoffs. They don't quite have the defense. I think that number's artificially low just because of the history of North Dakota State. I, agree. I think the game should be closer to seven. I laid four and a half. I know it's five now. I think it keeps going up.
3: Mm, So if you're a bison backer, maybe wait a little bit and get that number. (laughs) What a weird time for that thing on Sunday, though. It just... Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I why. thought it was Saturday. No, sad, sun, Sunday it? at noon right. on ABC. Okay. Ken, yeah, weird spot going up against uh, the NFL. We had the big comeback, as Ken mentioned, at the top here with Iowa last night against Indiana. College basketball, again, uh, absolutely crazy. I grabbed your North Carolina Tar Heels, though, at 12-1 to 1 the other day to make the Final Four. They're not playing well. I watched them against Wake Forest the other night. It feels like such an open college basketball season. A hit on your Tar Heels and just college basketball in general this year.
1: You know,
2: when Purdue's number one, you know it's open. Yeah, I can tell you that. And I mean, they they buzzer buzzer beater lose at home, buzzer beater win on the road as a dog is the number one team. So you know it's wide open. Gonzaga is not dominant. This Houston team will be right there again. I don't know if they're as good defensively, but they might be a little they might be a, a little bit more talented offensively. But they're always going to be right there. And They'll win a ton of games in that conference and probably be in an elite eight final four position. So. I watched UCLA last night. They ran off to what a fourteen point lead, and then had to hang on for dear life against USC. It's really wide open. I mean, when when the favorite to start the year is nine nine fifty ten to one, I mean that 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 tells you Duke yep. Duke looked terrible at end. There's no, there's no clear team here at all that I could even confidently say is a Final Four team at this point.
1: All right, let's uh, go to Monday, and I will get you out of here on this uh, Georgia. I mean, TCU keeps. Defying the odds, right? They're, they're, here they are again with another chance to do it. Do you anticipate that this game is going to see a lot of play? Uh, you guys have it at 12 right now. I think it opened at 13.5. It's been bet down. Uh, what What do you see in this game? What would you do, Mike Palm?
2: Well, you know what I was thinking about, Kenny? Because it's been almost all TCU money to go for 13.5 hmm, yeah. to 14 to 13 to 13 to 12.5 to 12 and leaning towards going to 11. You know what I think part of that is? Hedging off Georgia national championship futures, uh-huh. I really believe that. And with the numbers so high, why wouldn't you try to middle the right. game and get Georgia from zero to you know from one to eleven and win it both ways? I think that's part of the betting. Also, think the numbers too high. This this TCU team is like a bunch of junkyard dogs, and uh, <laughs> yep. they they proved they could hold up against the run. Um, and and listen, the Ohio State receivers expose their secondary. If the pass rush can't get to the quarterback. The Georgia secondary is in a little bit of trouble. I, and TCU's got a, a strong core of receivers as well. This could be a much more interesting game than people think. I give TCU a puncher's chance at winning this game.
3: A selfish question. My Minnesota Twins are apparently back involved with Carlos Correa. Talks <laughs> have stalled with the Mets and him as they try to work out a contract. If the Twins ultimately do sign him, what does that do for a team? Yeah, the Mets get him. All right, they're really good, and they're still really good with Carlos Correa. The Twins go from a middling team to, you would think, a pretty big step mm-hmm. forward, certainly in that division. What would that signing do for you guys and putting up division numbers and, and win totals, things like that for the Twins?
2: Probably makes a two-and-a-half to three-game difference in the win total. The point you make about the division, though, it's, it m- might be $0.40, $0.50 cents to a division number because it's a winnable division. Right. There's no dominant team in that division, so... I, myself, am not a huge Correa guy. I don't know if I'd pay that much money for him. I think he's a bit overrated. You know, he was surrounded by a lot of talent in Houston. Um, but, but anyhow, it, it, you're right. For the Twins, uh, if they want to be competitive, locking him up is a big part of it, of, of giving him a shot to be either a, a wild card team or to win the Central.
1: Good stuff, Mike Palm. Circus Sports, you can download the app. You can bet in the state of Iowa. Uh, Circus Sports if you're headed out to Vegas check out downtown you'll be glad that you did. Thank you Mike. Have a wonderful week. We'll see y'all on Tuesday. Uh, and then uh, I'll reach out to you regarding Wednesday. We're going to slide things back for you, okay? We'll, we'll uh, I'll text you. Thank you Mike. Oh
2: Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Yep,
1: you do the same. Mike Palm uh, from Circa Sports as we catch up with the VP of Operations at Circa. Looks as though the NFL is voted. Looks as though we're headed to a neutral site for the AFC Championship. Game. Yeah, I didn't think of the outdoor angle.
3: That makes a whole it lot of sense. It makes a ton though, of sense. Yeah, with, with them being outdoor teams. Both of them, right. Yeah. Both of them like well, the play in the elements. Well, Cincinnati. Yeah. Yes, of course. And you throw them into the yeah. mix, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. I was initially Indianapolis just because it's drivable for both of the fan bases. Mm-hmm. If it is Buffalo and Kansas, well, it would be for Cincinnati too, but then Cincinnati would have more advantage because Cincinnati's a lot closer. Yeah. Indiana, it, it's logistically, I know they're going to figure it out. I told you yesterday, there's just there's something about it I don't love, but the Vegas angle, it's
1: pretty good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a destination city. They got yeah. millions of hotel rooms, mm-hmm. um, good airport. Yep. Uh, Harry Reid, no longer McCarran. Harry Reid Airport. Tom Cakert, no longer Hawkeye Report, part of Rivals Network. Hawkeye Report, part of On Three Media. He'll join us next. They've got a big recruiting weekend coming up in Iowa City. We'll recap last night. What does this mean? Did they take the necessary step? Is there another one this weekend, perhaps? We'll talk to Tom. Uh, and then our picks before we get out of here at 1 o'clock. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. KXNO. The fans, the tradition, the glory. There's nothing more thrilling than college football. And it all comes down to the national championship game. And it's happening on Monday night. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the top-rated sportsbook apps, National Championship. Mike Plum just said the number's liable to get down to 11.5, so keep that in mind before you punch that uh, ticket. Uh, But right now, any new customers can bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose.
3: And everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings' same-game parlay. So... Uh, light slate, not much college basketball tonight. Of course, no football this evening. Well, That means you got to start to dabble in the NBA or NHL if you're a guy like Ken. they got them Jets both. lightning tonight, Trey. There's one that you could be firing at. Well, I'm looking at the NBA. I'm looking at the Bulls matchup as they take on the 76ers. How about Desumu? We both like them mm-hmm. over 10.5 points. Uh, take a little Joel Embiid to combine 40 points, points, rebounds, and assists. Put all those things together. Three-pointers made. Team totals, you can do it all with same-game parlays.
1: Yeah, plenty of options. No doubt about that. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO. New customers bet $5 on any college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. The code is KXNO. It's only a DraftKings Sportsbook where you must be 21 or older, Iowa only. The bonus is issued as free bets. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at slash football terms. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1 Columbia. What's
0: your favorite high school sports memory? community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Iowa High School Athletic Association and the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. DA.org. Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Call one slash free. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXL. Here's Ken
1: and Trent. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, our picks still to come. Right now, Tom Kakert, Hawkeye Report, part of On3.com. Uh, Tom, Happy New Year. Thanks for doing this for us as always. How are you? It's been a wild week. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> In a lot of respects move move
4: to move to on three, by the yeah. way. I would just want to mention you can folks can come over and join us to on three dot com. You just type in Hawkeye Report and it'll cost you a whole dollar oh, until wild. the start of college football season to join us.
1: And not a dollar a month, no just one buck. And one dollar total. Yeah, no. One buck, one buck. There's there's literally nothing you you
4: can't buy a newspaper for a dollar.
1: A what? A, a what? What? What are those? They still yeah, have I know yeah. They Sadly, because I was am, a newspaper so. guy. Same. Uh Well, let's get
2: so, it.
4: I, I, I am too. Go Let,
1: ahead. No, I want to. I want to talk about on three first of all, because uh, what uh, what yeah. will people notice that are that's different, Tom, uh, from what you did under the rivals umbrella at HawkeyeReport.com? Now part of on three, it's exploding. Uh, they continue to add more and more team sites. What uh, what's different? Well.
4: You know, one of the things that On Three does is they're really into the transfer portal and NIL space, and I think that's where you have to be now in college sports. You've got to be into the portal, you've got to be um, tracking that at all times, and you've in the NIL worth thing that uh, that they have, which is a nice. I, I called it a conversation piece the other day because, um, like. For example, they evaluated Caitlin Clark being like $143,000. And I'm like, you guys probably might want to just add a zero to that <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking that that's probably where she's at right now, uh, based on the number of deals she has. But anyway, it, but it's, it's, it's an interesting way to look at things. It kind of gives you, um, you know, a, a, an idea about where, where this is all going and got a really strong group of, Recruiting reporters, people that I know, and um, they're much more into the basketball space than um, than Rivals was, which I, I think is important. So I'm just really thrilled to get to work with a lot of my old friends from the Big Ten um, mm-hmm. sites that were at Rivals for two decades with me that have moved over to On3. And also my old boss, um Shannon Terry, uh, who hired me at Rivals, and I get to work with him again.
3: Uh, really cool, excited about it Looks very clean, fresh and It does, it looks for good The price is certainly right Add a buck to get things started And see if it's something that you like to dip your toe into And uh, Tom, really enjoy your work over there And everywhere that you've been uh, throughout your career So, let's get into first last night uh, I was right next to you, uh, watching the game And sorry I didn't stop by and say hello But, Courtney Green There's a long history oh. with him and Fran But he's not yeah. alone Larry Serato Who's not little anymore um, and what Paul, how do you say Paul's last name? Selk. That, Paul Selk. That three man tandem is about as bad as Iowa basketball fans could hope for going into a game. Yee.
4: But Well, you, I think you probably saw my tweet when I tweeted out the officials. I said, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I, I, I jokingly told a friend of mine before the game I said, I don't know that Fran's going to see the end of this game hmm. from his feet on the bench.
3: Very close to that coming that to is- fruition.
4: It it came awfully <laughs> close Cause, and even I don't know if you guys saw the um, Connor was on Field of 68 last night Dude, yeah. and he even <laughs> said that that Fran got that first technical because he was sick and tired of the the officiating.
1: <laughs> Connor's great. I mean, there's a little set to it um, at mid court with the end with the assistant. There's oh, Connor. He, yeah, he said he he said
4: on the show last on the Field of 68 last night they were they were talking. Um, Crap, and he he used a different word than crap mm-hmm. uh, on the show, but and he just wasn't going to take any of it. He wasn't going to listen to it anymore. So he was ready to go.
1: I love it, love it, love it. You know, I want uh, let, let's uh, we'll get back to the game. Uh, I want to talk about his brother Patrick. Obviously, uh, incredibly courageous to make his uh, his battle public. Yeah. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Tom and I've said this to everybody. I've talked about. I think my biggest takeaway is just that the fact that uh, the public uh, that fifteen. 20, 10 years, wouldn't have been where they are now. It would have been a lot of soft. You know what? Get out there. Suck it up, kid. Um, I think people are really realizing, uh, you know, that mental illness is a thing. And and that was refreshing, and it was really good to see that so many people were like that and weren't just willing to pile on uh, to Patrick as he goes through this battle publicly.
4: One of the things that I wrote was, was, you know, as a teenager, I think he inspired and helped a lot of kids who had cancer mm-hmm. um, with his yep. story and his battle with cancer. And I think he's going to help um, college age folks with his battle with anxiety and being so public about it and being able to articulate it and talk about it. Uh, and um I, I don't know if you guys noticed, Trent, I'm sure you did in the arena. He was sitting on the end of the bench, mm-hmm. but he just. Um, you could tell you could just tell he's not, and I could tell like the last few games where I just thought he was fatigued because he doesn't have a thyroid, so it's you know it, it, the fatigue can kind of get to him and um and I could just tell he kind of looked washed uh you know kind of um in his face, and I saw that last night just with him that he just he doesn't he's a fun loving kid if you're around him, he's infectious, he is the guy that you go to in every room and he's always the most fun and you could just tell it was where things were wearing on him and um glad he's public about it glad he's getting help and I hope he doesn't play another minute of basketball this year that's okay
3: absolutely get right get everything situated in whatever path that it goes for this Iowa team it was a necessity to get that win there's still a lot of work to be done to dig out of the hole that they have built themselves. But Rutgers coming up this weekend, going to be a tough one, and they get three at home. I said before last night they had to probably go 4-1 and one to even start to talk about being a bubble team. But from what you saw last night, the ability to battle back in that fashion, beat a good Indiana team, to do all of those different things, do you, do you at least have a glimmer of hope that this team can, not even get to the tournament, but at least give us some conversation when we're in February. Maybe, hey, there's a path. Can they even get to that point?
4: Yeah, I think they do, but it's gonna be hard just because of one factor, and that is you look at those the minutes last night and you know, Robracha playing thirty seven uh minutes before he fouls out. Chris Murray didn't come off the court. I think that's like two straight games. He basically He's played every minute. Um, you know, Connor's playing a ton of minutes. Um you know, I don't think Tony Perkins and Aaron Euless, Trent, I don't know if you noticed there, but they've got their Sarah guns working on their legs when they're sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. So they're not healthy. Um, yeah, it's, I worry that this team is just doesn't have enough, enough depth. They're going to have to get more minutes from Josh Dix. And I think he's ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I think DeSante's ready for more minutes too, but, uh, it's, it's a matter of giving it to them. And, but they're just, their front court is just short now with, without Patrick, they just, they don't have much size and, and Joshua Gundalay is out too. So they can't really even go to big jelly because he's, he's uh, got uh, like a, Leg or knee or foot in. I don't know somebody he was limping pretty badly um, yesterday.
1: Yeah, I was surprised to see Mulvey, uh, you know, on, on the floor at all. He wasn't on there very long, but I was surprised to see him. Uh, it was really good to see Peyton Sanford making those shots early in the basketball game, but it was the two free throws, Tom, late in the game that, man, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing Carver was holding its collective breath, right? It was a one point game at the <laughs> time and. This kid really needed him. But the funk that he's been in, you know, you could just see an air ball or a bad miss, but, man, he just stepped up and he drained both of them. That was great.
4: The confidence of him to just keep shooting and keep playing. And I'll note this, and and I know plus minus is kind of a goofy stat that I don't know has a ton of value, but out of all the Iowa players last night, Peyton Sanford in his 25 minutes and 16 seconds Plus twenty four,
3: hmm. by far I the biggest 20. plus minus for Iowa was he? Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody else was even well, double digits.
1: Nobody right?
4: else was in double figures. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. That'll work. So just that's wild. So he, but he, I'll tell you what, and they were scuffling big time, stuck at four points for what seemed like forever. Yeah, uh, before he hit that, came off the bench and hit that three.
3: Hits the three, and his also uh, backmate court, Josh Dix. I don't think he's physically where he's ultimately going to be. Uh, He was a really bouncy athlete before the leg injury, but boy, he went in there. His defensive ability, he played so good in that zone, his ability to come out under control and actually get out to a shooter, something that's a rarity with Fran McCaffrey. Coach teams, I thought he was really good. Yeah, he hit the shot, but most importantly, what he did defensively. I saw Fran said after the game, we got to get him more than nine minutes a game.
4: I always laugh when Fran says that because I'm like you. You know, you're the guy that makes that decision, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's my running joke with him that, that uh, you can decide that. But yeah, he. You know, it was interesting. Connor said on the field of 68 thing last night was that Indiana acted like they'd never seen a, a zone defense yeah. all year, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They looked lost.
1: Do those two teams play again? Second to last do. year, game of the year. Awesome. In, Bloomington.
3: in Bloomington, February twenty eighth. Oh Put that one circle it. Get the popcorn.
1: It kind yeah. of feels like Illinois did a couple years ago, yeah. right? Waiting for that at the end of the season because they finish with Nebraska. Iowa does, do they not? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure.
4: Yeah. Get the popcorn ready for uh, that yeah, one, indeed. though. I don't think Woodson and Fran um, shook <laughs> hands at the end.
1: Uh, somebody said Fran left the court. I didn't see it. They they no. He was, he went across over to the uh,
3: the guy that was bothering Raftery. What's his name? He's on your board. Was on your board, Tom. Oh, the doctor. Yeah,
4: Doctor Feller. Oh, yeah. the guy
3: yeah. that stood up. Yeah, stands up. <laughs> okay. That was there. He went over and chest bust, bumped him right after the game. That might have been what it was. <laughs> I did see that. Got a kick out of it. Oh, what what a fun night it really was. And on the 40th anniversary of the yeah. opening of Carver Hawkeye yeah. Arena, Tom. You've been in there for a lot of games as a student, as a reporter, wow. even as a fan. What's the best game you've ever seen in Carver?
1: Oof.
4: Um, I was fortunate enough to be at the the Michigan game after Chris mm, Street. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that one out there. Um, the emotion in that, but mm-hmm. that was that was as a fan. You know, I've been fortunate. I was. Season ticket holder as a student and uh, getting to cover games. I mean, I uh, I was joking though with uh, the great Steve Batterson from the Quad Times. Steve covered the first game there. He did, Isn't and he covered something. last night.
1: That's, <laughs>
4: that's great.
1: I wonder what other media. What Brownie would have been there? I'm assuming. Yeah, um, yeah. Mike Loss was not there. He the first, wasn't. Um, Interesting. No,
4: so that that was the only. And Pat Hardy wasn't on the beat yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, That's Bats, I think, is the only guy that. Yeah, he was the only person there that was that was uh, covering the game, the first game against Michigan State, and then uh, last night. So yeah. well, Randy but Peterson was, was at
1: the register, but I'm not sure he was uh, what Beatty was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he potentially there, but boy, oh boy, that We're was still, back when they flipped beats. Yes, it was. Two years, absolutely, register, probably. Yep, absolutely was. Tom, I, I saw on the board uh, big recruiting weekend this weekend. What do you what do you know? What can you share?
4: Yeah, the big name that's in town right now is uh, Kenny Walter-Rouse, who is uh, a Stanford uh, offensive tackle, and obviously Iowa could use a tackle. Um, Is that the kid that's going to Nebraska after this? Yeah, he he was at Oklahoma, flew in last night, and then um, he's going to Nebraska. Uh, So uh, I I joked with uh, someone on the Iowa uh, coaching staff the other day that, that this portal portal recruiting is like speed dating. It's, <laughs> it's like true. They just, you just fly in and fly out. You know, it's like you're with them for seven minutes and they make it college choice. Um, Jackson Filer, you guys remember his dad, yeah. Rodney played at Iowa yep. back for Hayden. Um, he is, um, walk, going to be a potential walk on. So they've got a few guys that are, that are in this weekend. I think, you know, the portal is ever evolving as they say, but a lot of kids want to make their decisions sooner rather than later because school's going to be starting and they want to get on campus, get started, and uh, participate in spring ball.
3: Well, can you tell us about the uh, newest commitment from the portal, Wisconsin transfer Deacon Hill. Saw a big guy, yeah. uh, gained a lot of weight at Wisconsin, too, on top of it. He was up. I saw somebody from Wisconsin set up to 271 pounds at one point, has lost a little bit of weight. A is he a scholarship guy? And competing for the backup yeah. role, you'd guess, with Joe Labus, but is he on scholarship?
4: Yeah, I would assume he's on. They haven't told us anything yet, but I assume he is on scholarship. He was headed to Fordham, mm-hmm. and then, um, uh, interestingly enough, uh, recruited to Wisconsin by John Budmeyer, oh. offensive analyst John Budmeyer. So, it's strange
1: how that you know, works he out. He ended
4: up in Iowa City. So, um, and, and that's he. And Budmeyer played a big role and Kate Mcnamara ended up oh. in Iowa City.
1: Uh, Michigan's got uh, another wide receiver in the portal, I think. Any interest? I th- I'm pretty sure Anthony, I saw him. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I, I saw his list, and it was like Penn State, uh, Miami, Florida. Oh and, you know, I, uh, think, I think he's going to be a tough get.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Um, decisions. When will we know guys that are still, you know, on the fence, if you will? We know Joe Evans is coming back. Van Ness, we know, is departing. Who's who's left? Shannon's still left? Um yeah,
4: Shannon, um, Noah Shannon, Seth Benson were the two that got talked about the most. I don't think Seth's coming back, but he might surprise me. But I, I, last I heard, he was leaning towards just kind of moving on, uh, maybe chasing the pros a little bit. And then, uh, Shannon, it seemed like he wanted to come back, but uh, I'm not sure. He was going to, he said he was going to sit down with Kirk. So I'm sure they're do, they've are doing, they done that or they're doing that. But I haven't heard anything more on that front.
3: And finally, women's basketball tomorrow. The ladies play Michigan on Big Fox. It'll be the first ever Kenny? women's basketball game on Fox, on Big Fox. Uh, pretty big coup there. And, boy, Caitlin Clark, as he said at the top here, Tom, yes. Yeah. That NIL money. She is absolutely worth the price of admission. A fun one against the Michigan team. Well, she had 44, I think, last year against them, something like hmm. that?
4: Yeah, she is box office. Yep. They, they're yep. going to put her on TV. She's the face of women's basketball right now, I think. Just the um, excitement level and you know the deep shots and the Steph Curry-like shots from all over the floor. So big game for um, for Iowa against Michigan.
1: This just hit. Noah Shannon is coming back. Oh, Tom's got to get to work. Uh-huh. Coming back to represent the Black and Gold for one more year. Excited to get back to work with my teammates. There you go. We'll let you go, Tom Caker. You have work to do.
4: Now but, i got to go write a story.
1: And you can read the story for a buck. For nine months, <laughs> essentially. Right?
4: Yes. Yes. On, I'll put this one up for free.
1: Okay, good deal. But I think, I mean, for a buck <laughs> for crying out loud. Good stuff, Tom Caker. Yeah. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you, as always, Tom. Okay. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Tom Kickert on 3 Media as uh, he moves over from Rivals to that fledged. Would we call it a fledgling company? They're going to make an impact. They already Mm -hmm. have. Well,
3: I mean – the guy built Rivals. Right. Then he built 24-7. Right. He knows what he's doing. And now he's building
1: on three. Yeah. And, and he's going to he be there for a while. Those he, first he, two companies to pretty big entities, too. Yeah, I'll say. He's well off. Yes. Uh, so well off, he gave Sipple an eight-year contract to leave the Lincoln <laughs> Journal.
3: <laughs> Eight years? Who wouldn't do that? Uh, absolutely. Asked Tom, did you get a Sipple deal? He goes, no, not quite that long. <laughs> we joked about that when we were talking about it a couple of weeks back when the news, well, we couldn't talk about it here with right, him, right. but the news was coming, and... Looks sharp over there.
1: Yeah, it does. Looks good. Yeah, does a really good job. And the moniker remains the same, Mm HawkeyeReport.com. Well, speaking of joke, my picks have been all year long. We'll get to those when we come back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
0: Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips, Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa, sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call. Get your podcast. Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa.
1: Hi, right, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. And caller just asked us to pass along... The AFC championship that's going to be played on a neutral site will only be played on a neutral site if it's the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals.
3: If they're involved. If we right. have somebody else from a 4 right. down. Right, if it's the
1: Chargers and the Fish. Or
3: even Chargers and the Bills. Chargers and the Bills, right. That would be Bills in would Buffalo. Right, exactly. And yeah, if it's two teams, it, yep. it would still go according to seating. If those three teams, though, are involved against each other, right? that's when we go in neutral field.
1: Uh, so let's get, we ha, uh, we are contractually committed to do this. All throughout the football season. All throughout the football season. Uh, you, you don't have, sound very excited. No, I don't. Um, I've been very excited. I've been very good all year, coming off an 0-5. Uh, but I like my picks this week, Trent, let's hear yours. All right,
3: we're coming off a 3-1. and one. We have battled where we've been trying since October, over Mount 500. 45 and 44 against the number one pick last week was a no contest, a void bet, as I was on the Bengals. And that one is back. So we jump back into it here, and I just got one college game. I know you're on the Jackrabbits. Mm-hmm. I know Mike Palm's on the Jackrabbits. Uh-oh, I'm not on the, the Jackrabbits. Give me the Bison plus the 5.5 North Dakota State. It was a two-point game earlier in the year, and I believe in the championship DNA. 4-0. and oh against their brethren from the south side of the border in the FCS playoffs all time. I don't know if they make it 5-0, and but it's going to be a good one again. Give me North Dakota State with pick number one. We go to the NFL, and Saturday, I'm taking both these games, and well, believe it or not, yes, I'm taking the points in both of the games. The Titans, this is more of a Vrabel pick. I, I just mm. believe in this guy too much that he's going to ugly it up, he's going to muck it up. Is he in trouble if they could beat? I do wonder about that. There's Buckeye fans who want him back yeah. on the sidelines over there at yep. his alma mater. Yep. Yep. I just believe in this guy, even as bad as it's gone lately. I'm going to take Tennessee, and I think we are also contractually obligated to take Vegas. I mean, you're not sharp this week if you're not taking Vegas. That's a scary thing. Every single person that I have heard this week has been on the Raiders. I'm going to jump aboard as well with pick number three. Game that means absolutely nothing. Carolina, I just kind of like this team. Running the means ball. something
1: to some of us who have an over ticket.
3: Well, that is something, too. I'm going to grab the three and a half here. Give me Carolina with pick number four. Pick number five. It is my only favorite of the week. It is a stinky line, though. How are the Steelers only a two-point favorite against the Browns? It stinks. I'm going to bite hard and swallow. Give me Pittsburgh minus the two. And we wrap it up how the NFL is going to wrap up this regular season. Green Bay favored by four and a half. Here's the thing. The line's wrong. This should be a three-point line. I know motivation is a factor, but do you think Dan Campbell, <laughs> that goofball, his team's going to lay down no. even if a playoff bid's not I on the line? I think more motivated. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind if this was in any other week with what we've seen out of these teams, even with the Packers playing better, that this would be a completely different point spread. I feel like I'm getting a free point and a half, maybe two points in this game. All day long, I'm going to jump aboard. Give me the Lions plus the four-and-a-half, my best bet of the week.
1: I do like that pick, and I do like the fact that I think Dan Campbell survives when it looks as though early in the season that he wouldn't. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. I'm with you on the two games tomorrow, Trent. That's where I'm going to focus as well, but I'm opposite you on the late game. I think Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is figuring it out. Tennessee, not so much. I'm a variable guy. I'm with you. Um, But I'm going to take Jacksonville. I think they find a way, and if they do, they will be Hosting a playoff game at 9-8 and eight as the four seed. I'm with you on the nightcap. I, too, am on the Raiders in this football game. Chiefs have been laying a lot of the lumber. They usually do. This is usually a pretty good game. And Stidham? Stidham? You Jared Stidham? You look good. Against maybe one of the better defenses, if not the best defense in the NFL, in those San Francisco 49ers. Two college games for me. I'm on the opposite side. Give me the Jackrabbits in South Dakota State. There's a five out there. I'll lay it over the Bison, and I'm taking the Bulldogs. I I just think that this game's... I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping it's going to be a close game. I don't think they will. Stetson, Bennett, and company get it done. My best bet has to be the Bills, right? I think the Bills are going to be motivated. They got a massive shot of adrenaline uh, with the uh, news that... Uh, Hamlin spoke to them via Zoom today. Told him how much he loved his teammates. You could just see the difference. The weight lifted off the collective shoulder of the Buffalo Bills organization lay the touchdown. Hawks-Clones this weekend. Clones are in a fight against TCU. I love this TCU team. I think we said this settled for a split. Mm-hmm. I think that they suffered their first loss in conference play. Iowa- Take another step forward. Build on that. You Rikers think? is tough, though. Yes, they are. They are a defensive-minded squad. It's be a fun weekend. You want to talk about it on Monday? Okay, let's do it, okay. shall we? High school hoops tonight as oh. well. Oh, you got to